Welcome to Clit Talk, the pleasure positive podcast. We are creators, leaders, innovators, and teachers redefining the word clit. Because guess what? It's not a bad word. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. Yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk, talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. This episode is brought to you by Let's Get Checked and For Your Wellness. What is up, Clitorati? Did you know it's possible to actually flex your vagina like a bicep? Pelvic floor strengthening has been a medical treatment for years for leaky bladder, post-birth, tightening, uterine prolapse, you know, fun stuff like that. Today, we're going to build on that foundation because tonight, strong yoni can increase your libido, intensify your orgasm contractions during climax for you and your partner. Then also give you more control during penetration to the point where you can give a blowjob with your pussy, essentially. What? Uh huh. <laughs> so, who wants more vagina strength? Because I do. I do. I do. <laughs> Our guest today is the expert in vagina weightlifting, blowing kegels out of the water, and has really put this trend of pelvic floor strengthening on the map. With two decades of Tantra, Taoism, transpersonal psychology practices, among many others, she coaches her clients into a higher stratosphere of connection, intimacy, and creativity. You may have read about her in Oprah Magazine, Women's what? Health, Cosmo, Playboy. And if mm-hmm. you haven't seen her there, do a hashtag search, hashtag things I lift with my vagina. Please welcome the vagina weightlifter, Kim Anami. Oh my gosh, welcome. Yes. Wow, that's quite the introduction. Thank you so much for the kind, loving vaginal words. <laughs> I love that. Yes, we're so excited to have you here. I remember one of my favorite pictures that I ever saw. You were literally vagina weightlifting a surfboard, and I was like, hashtag goals. I'm going to be able to do that one day. <laughs> Hang ten, sisters. Exactly. It's one way to get your board to the beach, hands free. <laughs> You get a lot of attention that way too. Um, so, so Kim, when we were when we were preparing for this episode, I remember it was documented. I think somewhere on your website or in an article that you were interviewed, and something that you said to me really stuck out to me. And that you said enlightenment is a constant work in progress. Um, and we here at Clit Talk obviously align with that, and we and we believe that being sexually empowered is a vital part of that enlightenment. Um, how? Can vagina weightlifting empower women? Well, most women are fairly disconnected from their vaginas. I would say that most women actually have numb vaginas. And there's a number Mm -hmm. of reasons for this. One is that they internalize all of the negative conditioning and programming that happens and misinformation about sexuality. And that literally gets internalized into them. And then if they've had any kind of negative experiences, like anything from sexual abuse to assault to a bad relationship, then that 
that can cause them to dissociate from their genitals and from lack of use and lack of conscious exercise, right? Like every other muscle in the body, it needs exercise and a workout to stay supple and strong and in peak form and condition. And the vagina is no different. It needs regular, proper exercise for it to perform at its optimum, right? Which is to me, the normal healthy baseline for all vaginas is to be lubricating profusely, orgasming daily, ejaculating across the room and shooting ping pong balls across the living room. That to me is the normal (laughs) healthy baseline for all vaginas. And what's become normalized in our culture is women peeing their pants and uteruses Mm. falling out and having a low libido and needing to use lube on the daily. And I disagree with that. And this, let me make it really clear. This is not to shame anyone who has any of those conditions. It's just, it's Mm. actually to throw shame at the Western allopathic model of normalizing dysfunction, right? To me, those are all symptoms of things that can be absolutely 1000% remedied through natural holistic means. And the reason why they're normalized is that they're a money-making device for the allopathic medical system. And Mm. so with women now beginning to take charge of their power, their sexual power and their vaginas and the whole jade egg, yoni egg movement has been a huge part of that, right? Where women accepted these death sentences around their health, that it was normal to pee your pants all the time. You just know, you shouldn't even bother trying to fix it. Just wear a diaper, right? There's like all these diaper products out there for women as though that's normal or to sew vaginal mesh, right? And like everyone's seen these ads and probably more so seen the litigation, all the lawsuits, hundreds of thousands of women who've not only died, but have their personal parts irrevocably damaged through these products. And so that's become somehow normal, right? Rather than shooting ping pong balls or shooting darts or eating a banana with your vagina because it's got so much skill and articulation and dexterity. To me, that is normal. That is what all vaginas are supposed to be able to do. Wait, can you actually eat a vagina? Eat a banana. banana. (laughs) Eat a banana. I can eat vagina. Sugar does want to know if you can eat a vagina. (laughs) Can you eat eat a banana with your vagina? The level of dexterity that we think of of most vaginas as being this very passive. Like if you hold your hand out in front of you, right? And you just hold it there. And then you were to rub an object, like let's say a penis, like back and forth on it, but the hand just stays still, right? It doesn't do anything. It's just a passive recipient of this gesture versus a hand that we've trained over our lifetimes to grip and pull and squeeze and move. And you can isolate every finger in your hand, right? The vagina is no different. I mean, maybe a little bit different, but pretty much you can isolate in the same way, right? You can articulate different areas of the vagina where, as you said, you can actually give your partner, if it was a male partner, you could give them a hand job or a blow job with your vagina, right? That there's there would be not very much difference between the articulation ability of the mouth and the pussy. So I have a really dumb question when you take a bite of the banana with your vagina, do you spit it out? After? You can do whatever like, you want with it. it. My vagina go? doesn't really eat bananas. So it's more of, a, oh. of an exercise what a ban- Is tool. a banana bad for your vagina if you did just like ingest a banana? Oh, look, I wouldn't suggest like throwing food <laughs> okay. in there as a regular. This is really, we're taking the example, I think a little bit far of me just trying to give you examples of what a vagina could do in its peak yeah. performance state. 
Yeah. Oh, got it. Got Absolutely. it. Okay. Okay. I love the ping pong visual. I'm excited to try that. I, 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 bet, I bet you any money, me and Sugar are going to get a video for you in a few months of you doing it. Maybe, I probably will like take it the, to make it be my mission. Like I made it my mission in the first two seasons of, of Clit Talk to like learn to squirt. And so yeah. this definitely seems like something that would be on my mission radar. Yes, as uh, it ought to be. Yes. And it really, to me, like symbolizes like the ultimate pussy power. Vagina mm. weightlifting. Like, well, there's look, mm, you know, power. there's the power of this physical act, right? To have a strong and and articulate and sentient vagina, which is also then a more sensitive vagina. But beyond that, there's this whole energetic piece of a woman really then integrating into herself her sexual energy, her sexual power. And one of the you know some of the common things that we hear from women after doing this practice, not only are they having wild vaginal orgasms and lubricating at the age of 75 naturally, like leaving puddles where they sit and having much more pleasure with their sexual experiences, they are feeling much more confident as a person. They feel like they're inhabiting this part of themselves that then imbues them with a kind of beautiful attractiveness and radiance that's palpable. You know, I talk about the well-fucked woman, and this is this concept of a woman who's so in touch with inhabiting and owning her sexual energy that it's actually something that's palpable for the people around her to see. And it's not like, you know, she's trying to be really confident or trying to be really attractive. She just is because she's now really grounded and centered into this place in herself and owning her true power that people feel this and they respond to it everywhere she goes. And so that level of, you know, innate confidence and not giving a fuck what other people think about her is something that's born out of now inhabiting herself, inhabiting her genitals, inhabiting her sexual energy and being fully conscious and connected to it as opposed to, like I say, the majority of people are fully are dissociated and disconnected Mm. from those energies. Mm-hmm. I can totally relate to that. And I what a, on a personal level, I have, it's definitely been, we talk a lot about removing shame on this podcast. And one of the areas that I've actually never touched on in over a hundred episodes is I actually had an ex-boyfriend. We we're having some difficulty in the bedroom and he told me it was because my pussy was loose. And I remember I got these like Kegel weights and I was like trying to do it, but there was so much upset around it for me that I just sort of like gave up. Um, and I'm sure that there's like a lot of other women out there and it is something that I would like to start diving into and strengthening and the way that you're creating it is so beautiful for anyone out there that's kind of looking for some basic tools. Like obviously, you know, how do we, how do we start dipping our toe into something like this? What are the tools that we can use to start working with it? Like where would somebody begin? Obviously none of us know how to do a surfboard yet, but (laughs) we'll get there. (laughs) Right. Well, you can, everyone who I work with and teach is starting slowly and gradually and consciously. And so I sell a Yoni egg kit and a salonette, which is a mini course on my website at the Anami Alchemia site, which I have all these beautiful holistic sexual wellness products. And that's one of them. And then I run a class in a full eight week class called Vaginal Kung Fu. And that runs every Mm. January, February. So yeah, you can buy a jade egg anytime, but I recommend buying one with instructions such as mine, because many people will sell them on the internet and just tell you to go home and wear your egg around all day. And that's actually not 
doing anything. And I would recommend Mm. not doing that actually. And that just like any exercise regime, it works best. Like if you think about weight training, right? There's a, a deliberate formula of sets and reps and weight and rest times and weight increasing that you follow for gaining, you know, strength in a short period of time. And then sometimes I see people go to the gym and I can tell they really have no idea about weights or the machines and they're just kind of flap. Like one time I was Mm. waiting to work in a set to do the leg press and this woman was doing 80 reps. And I was like, oh my God, no, right? Like she just had no idea what she was doing. And there's a lot of that, like in the rush to kind of get on the trend of selling yoni eggs, which is great. You can pretty much buy them in 7-Eleven these days. It's like people are not getting the proper instruction of how to use them. And so that's why I created a little mini course that's available all the time. So at least people could get started with those exercises. And then another really great tool I would say for vaginal reconnection is yoni massage. I have some wonderful videos on my YouTube channel on self yoni massage and partner given yoni massage that you can check out. And they're all about going in and denumbing, reconnecting, loosening tension, really activating and opening the yoni, right? So that it's got that Mm. level of sensitivity. And the comment, the story that you told about being loose, you know, it's not, I want to make under make it clear, it's not really that we're looking for a tight vagina. We're looking for a strong, sentient, articulate vagina and mm. a connected one. Because most of the time, if there's that feeling, it's really due to yes, a physical lack of strength, but also an energetic disconnect, like I said, right? People have kind of just cut off from that part of their anatomy and they're not really owning it and inhabiting it. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense for the relationship I was in at the time. The fact that you say that being disconnected really rings true for me. So, and I bet a lot of other people out there. Right, and there's, you know, there's this idea, I'm all about holistic approaches, right? Which is trying to then listen to the body and its messages and respect them instead of overriding them. So let's say a woman's in a relationship and there's issues, right? There's an ongoing buildup of issues, but there's still, she's still trying to have sex with her partner and her vagina is like, you know what? (laughs) I'm not feeling this right now. And so her vagina Mm. doesn't really lubricate or she thinks that she has a low libido, but really her whole being is like, I'm not feeling good in this state right now or with this person or how I have a lot of shit to get through or talk about and they're not talking to me. You know, any number of things that have built up in the space. And so her vagina is non-responsive. But instead of taking that as a cue of wisdom from the vagina, then a woman might override that and throw a lot of lube, right? Like lube is often touted as a girl's best friend. No, just slather it all in lube. When Then that's overriding the very deep wisdom that vagina is trying to give us to say, hey, I need some attention and healing before I'm really willing to part the sea, right? And to gush and flow. And the, you know, over decades of working with women, watching them do that, they do. They then revive that, but it takes work to clear out whatever kind of debris or blockages have come into the space first. So that's why I'm all about trying to listen to the body and interpret those messages as a sign rather than just something to be ignored, denied, and overridden. Hey there, Clitorati. It's Katie. So you all know I'm a nurse and Clit Talk for me is a health conversation. I really want to take a minute to share a product with you that has made a huge difference in my life. 
Euphoria Wellness Awaken CBD Lubricant. Remember that. I use it multiple times per week, and this is coming from the woman who never used to masturbate. Not only has it enhanced my new masturbation lifestyle, it's eased the pain I used to have during sex, and my husband is super happy because our bedroom play is so much more fun. So, I personally reached out to Euphoria Wellness to see if they would partner with Clit Talk, and they were an overwhelming yes. So now, you can get a discount on their fabulous products by going to our brand new pleasure store at clittalkshow.com. All their products are there, and if you're interested in trying them out for yourself, use the discount code CLITTALK10 for 10% off your purchase. I can't recommend them enough, so do yourself a favor and get your pussy high. So I really liked what you had to say about um, you can have a yoni egg and you can think you know what you're doing with it, but if you're not really learning how to actually strengthen it. So I just had a baby 11 months ago and I'm in my mom's group and no one really teaches you how to do Kegels. They're just like, you do Kegels. And then it's really hard to kind of describe. And I think what you're talking about with the jade eggs and really using it as a strengthening tool is such a gap for not just, um, you know, women who just had a baby, but women in general. So can you say a little bit more or describe a little bit more about how you actually use the jade egg to strengthen? Yeah. So I'm going to backtrack for a moment to the original Kegel exercise. So when Dr. Kegel invented this series of exercises in 1947, he did it because he saw so many women suffering from urinary incontinence. And so the key thing that most people don't Mm. realize is that the original Kegel exercise was performed with a device inside the vagina. So he had this um, it's sort of, he called it a Kegel oh. perineometer and he would put it inside the woman's vagina and she would then do the contraction and release exercises. But the device was essential because this was providing resistance and feedback for the woman, you know, at her vagina. And so it's just like going to the gym, walking up to the weight rack and staring at it and then jumping up and down and flapping your arms and legs in the wind and thinking, oh, I had a great workout. That's the equivalent of doing a Kegel with nothing inside the vagina, right? Just clamping, clamping down, contracting your vagina. I often say it's like flapping in the wind. It's really doing nothing. And so you know, versus picking up a weight that you're picking a weight that's the right, the right heaviness, right? It's just heavy enough for you to be able to do the exercise, but not too heavy that you can't lift it and not too light that you don't feel anything. That's the resistance and feedback that's actually creating build in the muscle. And so when he did this with his women, he was working with his patients, he had a 90% success rate in treating urinary incontinence. And then as time went on, doctors began to adapt the exercise, except they missed the piece of putting a device in the vagina. They just told women to go home and randomly flap their vaginas in the wind. Mm. And of course, the success rate of the exercise tanked you know, immediately 50% and counting to the point we're at now where over 60% of women, according to the Yale University School of Medicine, have issues of urinary incontinence. 50% of women after childbirth have issues of pelvic organ prolapse or POP, where some part of their anatomy is literally falling out of them. So this is what I'm arguing is not at all normal. This should not be happening. There's no reason for this to be happening. And again, it's not to shame anyone it's happening too. It's to say that our perspective on how to treat these things is completely flawed. 
So back to your question, Katie, is doing Kegel exercises, but doing them with a vaginal weight, right? Which for me, obviously the weight of choice is a jade egg. So to be clear for everybody listening, a jade egg, it's an as a piece of jade carved into the shape of an egg with a hole drilled through it that you can put string through. And then the egg goes into the vagina, string comes out, and then you can, you know, start initially just with pulling the egg out as resistance and then eventually slowly add weight to that to create that additional resistance and feedback. And so essentially it's performing Kegel exercises, but it's doing it with something inside the vagina. And then the way that I teach it is I guide people through a series of different varieties of exercises. And then I also give them guided visualizations to really activate emotions, spirit, mind, body, soul, right? That's my approach is multidimensional. So rather than just having a bunch of exercises, it's kind of like if you wanted to lose weight, let's say, right? And so it's not just about restricting your calorie intake. It's trying to look at exercise, the kinds of food that you're eating. Are you eating for emotional reasons, right? Like there's a whole lifestyle way of looking at this that then Mm. produces permanent results rather than going on, say, a crash diet. And that's how I've always done my work, especially around the jade egg, is giving people all of these other entryways into themselves because sexuality has so many dimensions of potential in terms of enlightenment, but also of destructive issues, right? Like, you know, the stats on people who've had issues of sexual abuse and sexual assault are astronomical. Like it's very rare to come through our culture and grow up without some kind of violation. And if not that, then a a ton, a tremendous amount of programming and negative conditioning and shaming that goes around sexuality, right? And so it's my view that every single person has work to do to really clear these blockages from their system and have their innate power revealed. And I say something, I call it the Anami guarantee. You know, a lot of teachers will say things like, oh, you know, oh, just some women can have, you know, G-spot orgasms. And if you can't, they're there. Don't worry about it. It's okay. And I say, no, no, no. Every single person, a hundred percent, I guarantee women can have vaginal orgasms, G-spot orgasms, cervical orgasms, ejaculate across the room, shoot ping pong balls. Every man can have sex for eight hours straight and learn to separate orgasm from ejaculation. These things are not just in the domain of certain special lucky people, not at all. It's these things are available to everyone if they have the right tools to get there. Yeah, I love how it's it's a holistic approach, like your approach from mind, body, spirit that really that really resonates. Can I ask? So I know I, I've never actually had a yoni egg. I'm definitely getting one after this episode. Um, I know that they come in different types of crystals, like I've heard of obsidian, I believe, and like rose quartz. Is there a reason why you specifically gravitate towards jade versus other types of crystals? Jade is the original stone used. So this practice is a 5,000-year-old practice hailing from ancient Taoist China when they actually looked at sex as medicine. And so they, the women used yoni eggs for all the purposes that mm-hmm. we've talked about. So jade is meant to be very healing and tonifying for the reproductive organs. Nephrite jade, the what is you know one of the two main types of jade. Nephrite is Latin origin etymology for the kidneys. And in Taoist medicine, 
the kidneys are meant to be the origin of sexual energy. They get the waters flowing in the woman. So there's all these beautiful connections. Plus jade is meant to be the stone of dreaming and manifestation. And so I'm all about using the egg as the seed, Mm. right? This is the seed from which we can birth our ideas into the world because my view is that sexual energy is creative energy. And if we're not making babies with it, then we can take that energy and channel it out into the world in a conscious way. And so the egg, the jade egg is a very beautiful seed Mm. starting place for that. And also, you know, a lot of the crystals that are used aren't, you know, I would say necessarily good for sexual issues. Like rose quartz is a beautiful crystal. It's good for, you know, some elements of forgiveness and opening the heart. Um, obsidian is good for clearing levels of blockages, but the actual crystals out there, which have properties that are great for sexual healing, things like garnet and crocite and um, carnelian don't, carnelian eggs you can, you can sometimes get, but the other crystals aren't able to be created into eggs. And so I developed a line of crystal elixirs, which distill the essences of those crystals, which are most potent for sexual maladies. And then you can take those elixirs and drop them, put seven drops of those onto your yoni egg, and it will change it into that crystal for one week. So that was my way of trying to address this issue so that people could take, you can take the essences orally, but then you can also place them onto your eggs. So that was my solution for being able to get people in touch with these crystals that actually have healing properties for sexuality and then <laughs> without you can't you know yeah i love that's it that's great yeah, yeah I love that's that. genius absolutely genius <laughs> so kim what's the craziest thing you've ever lifted with your vagina well, my favorite experience was lifting a Murano glass chandelier at the San Marco Square in Venice, Italy. <gasps> so we went, yeah, so oh, a lot of beautiful chandelier God. went and Whoa. you can rent all of those Venetian costumes in Venice, you know, the beautiful wild dresses and kind of parlor outfits. So we rented one of those and then got up at six in the morning to shoot the square because the square is always, there's thousands of people normally in the square. So we got up at 6 a.m. and went and shot it there. That was one of my favorites. Also a very heavy piece of equipment. Another favorite was lifting a piece of the Berlin Wall at the Berlin Wall, the Great Wall of Vagina. So you can buy pieces of the Berlin Wall in these souvenir shops there. And interestingly, that was, yeah, you can. So we, we got a piece and then I lifted it in front of the wall. And interestingly, people always ask me like, oh, when you're lifting, you know, what happens? Do people come up to you? And people bizarrely never seem to really know what I'm doing. They see this thing hanging there, but they just would never assume. At least, you know, years ago when I was doing these campaigns more actively, right? Like 2014, 2015, 2016. And they just, didn't put it together that I was lifting this thing with my vagina, except at the Berlin Wall. Every woman who came up to me was like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> These Berlin women were just somehow switched on. They energetically like picked up on what I was doing. I don't think they'd really seen anyone at the Berlin Wall lifting a piece of the fucking wall, right? So they were just somehow switched on. Exactly. That they picked up on this. And I think another favorite would be, oh, when my vagina won an Oscar. So best supporting vagina. I lifted an Oscar on Hollywood Boulevard in LA and we lifted it over top of the square of Hedy Lamarr. And I don't know if you know who Hedy Lamarr is, but she was this um, actress back in, I think it was the 
30s, if I'm right about that. But she had the very first on-screen orgasm. It was in a silent film. And she was also the inventor of Wi-Fi. Because this is something I talk about all the time, how people, when you're switched on in your sexual energy, that translates into creative genius, right? Again, this idea that your sexual energy is this creative power. And so here's this woman who's literally changed the force of history, both with having the first orgasm ever on screen and then inventing Wi-Fi. We wouldn't even be doing this today if it wasn't for Hedy Lamarr. That's amazing. And I've actually, I've seen the, if, if, if you guys are our, our listeners, if you go to her Instagram, I've actually seen the picture of you, the one with you, you lifting the chandelier in Italy and it's gorgeous. Um, I've seen a lot of the pictures in there. Her Instagram account is amazing to follow and her website. And one thing, I don't remember if I saw it where I saw it, but you said you've had 20 orgasms in a row. Can you please tell us about that? How we can be like you? Well, lift some things with your yeah. vagina and wake up your vagina. Um, again, this is possible for everyone. And I believe that this all comes out of really reconnecting to one's sexuality, awakening and activating the vagina and being able to go into these deeper orgasmic places. So I can have like, that would mostly be G-spot or cervical orgasms like that. Those are really the mainstay of my sexual diet. Mm. And I believe that all the good stuff is in the vagina, that the deeper, more life-changing transformational orgasms all live in the vagina. So that just comes through, you know, I think that Mm. a lot of people limit themselves mostly through don't know what they don't know in terms of what their sexual stamina and endurance is, right? So most people will have an orgasm and think, oh, that's great. We, we got there, we hit it, we're good. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like for women, I would say a minimum, you know, she comes in threes, right? A minimum of three orgasms for a woman in a setting. And this is how women are profoundly insatiable, right? There's this myth out there that somehow men are more sexual than women, except it's just that it's a myth because take a guy who has an orgasm, pretty much is going to pass out. The average guy is down for the count, right? Where the average woman, if she gets switched on to what's really a available to her can go and go and go and go and go, right? And I encourage them to do that. And so it's, you know, first step is just acknowledging that it's possible. Second step, um, believing it's worth doing, right? That the more orgasms you have, the more well-fucked you are, the, the better the sexual medicine is for you. And I'm all about the transformational power of sexuality and how this came from my early experiences having cervical orgasms and feeling like I was reborn, that I was self-realizing. And that French phrase, le petit mort, the little death and rebirth, totally resonated with me, even from my early experiences, because I would come out and feel like I was a different person or more more like my true person, my true self, that the levels of conditioning or programming or whatever that had been layered on top of me fell away and I became more of who I really am. And so that's really been the driving force in the mm. way I talk about and teach sexuality is that that's available for people. And so the more of those experiences you have, even in one setting, the more awoke you feel afterward, the more rebirthed you feel afterward. And that's why I'm such a big proponent of diving deep into the vagina because these these vaginal orgasms create the most, the deepest feelings of that. Honest to God, like being on this episode with you, I'm like, 
how has this not been a part of my daily practice my entire womanhood? I'm like, the way you say it, it just makes so much sense. Can you please, I know you've talked about your Vagina Kung Fu online courses and, and a little bit. Can you just remind all of our listeners where they can find you, the, the things that you have to offer? I know you have retreats. We heard a rumor that you have a book coming out. How can our listeners connect to you and, um, and really like work with you? Great. Well, my kimanami.com website, I have a tab called Sexual Savant Salons, and that's where... So all of my salons are listed there, and I have five main ones. Vaginal Kung Fu, which is all about using the jade egg and reconnecting that way. How to Be a Well-Fucked Woman, which is the ultimate guide to living, loving, and orgasming in a female body. Coming Together for Couples, Sexual Mastery for Men, and then Sexy Mama, which is my holistic pregnancy and orgasmic birth course. And then, yes, I have a an online shop, Anami Alchemia, and that's where I sell all of these products from, I have a couture line of dildos to this jade egg kit that you can purchase anytime and the crystal elixirs. And let's see, my orgasmic enlightenment podcast, you can find, I also do videos on my YouTube channel. So those are probably the main places. And then all of my programs, all of the online salons, if you come to my website, you can sign up to get a free video preview series, which gives you all kinds of information about these practices and also home play that you can work on that evening. So I have lots and lots of free content out there because I really believe in being of service and putting these things out into the world. And then if you want to take it further, you can work with me in my online programs. And yes, I do have retreats. They're definitely (laughs) in limbo at the moment, but, um, and then a book coming out like next year. Perfect. And we will definitely be linking this in our bio as well so that our listeners can find you in these incredible videos as well. Kim, thank you so much. We don't we know that you're on an island somewhere in the world. We're all trapped here in LA. We're very jealous. <laughs> um, thank you so much for just taking your time and for your for your commitment to um, having this conversation at such a at such transformational, beautiful um, level with us and for your commitment and all the work that you've been doing for over a decade um, to bring this knowledge and this insightful freedom to women all over the world. And uh, we are all definitely going to your website right now and buying that jade egg <laughs> and starting this practice for ourselves. <laughs> and um, with that, Clitorati, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Clit Talk. Be sure to visit clittalkshow.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at clittalkshow for your clit fix in between episodes.